Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. I am joined by Jay Dillon from the Business Mentor Podcast. Hi, how are we doing, guys? Good to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, so Honor. thanks for coming down to see us. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Joining us on the sofa. Yeah, I love this sofa. I'm just going to, yeah, I've heard some interesting stories. Yeah, but so good ones, good ones. <laughs> Not what it started rumours off, but yeah. Tell everyone who's watching um, who you are, yeah, yeah. what the business is about. So, uh, you know, I've been in business for now 20 years. Uh, my first business was in recruitment. Uh, we bought three sites. We had 500 contractors working for us. Um, we sold out in 2013. Um, since then, I've been mentoring. First, we started with the Princess Trust um, to give something back. Enjoyed it. And now, um, yeah, help other people as well. I'm a property investor. So, in the, so we're not to, not to the commercial yet, uh, but HMOs, bikes, let's mainly parking profits on my recruiting business into that. Yeah. And I uh, own a company called recruitingboss.com, which is a flat fee company, fixed fee company that helps small businesses find staff who don't want to pay the five, six, 10, 15,000 what I used to charge to my old business. Yeah. And um, the podcast is around mentoring and it's part of the Business Mentor Academy, which is again, uh, helping entrepreneurs and masterminds one-to-one um, and don't know when this will go up, but I'll, we've got an event coming up very soon in Pride Park. Yeah, when's the event? The event's 10th of May, 2019. So if you're watching this in 2021 and we're both in our helicopters, it started right here. Yeah. So if you're watching <laughs> yeah. this, it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> the so, event's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 T- 10th, of, uh, 10th of May, next week. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, um, I've been looking at the event. I've seen the, the Facebook yeah. uh, adverts coming through. It looks yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the video as well, obviously, to... To highlight it, but yeah, I was sure. watching a video of you this morning okay, on the awesome. way back from the gym. Uh, no, I don't do it all the time. <laughs> don't worry. Um, we need to get some more videos at Kyle. We need <laughs> yeah, to get some more it. videos at. But yeah. um, you've explaining about how you started in business, and yeah. I'm a huge fan of um, reading about successful people and how they started because I think this is why we do the YouTube stuff. Is I want to show people and document people as we're we're not huge at the moment, yeah. but as we're getting to that stage people can follow our journey. So yeah. take us back to, because uh, on the video, you started your business when you were 23. Yeah. Take us back 21, when you were 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. How did it start? So basically what happened was I, um, very early on, I'll take a bit back, I was always into selling. So I sell car stereos when I was 13, 14. Entrepreneurs, I really wanted to like start my own business. Uh, but obviously I followed the educational route, went to college, went to university, um, at university, what, I came up with a decent degree because mainly because I learned how to hustle. Yeah. I learned how to get the right people together as a mastermind yeah. uh, to get the course of it done. So that was that. And then what happened was I then, I was very good at getting jobs, really good at selling yeah. myself. Um, I'd go into it for big companies like Cause, um, NTL, Virgin, NTL's probably closed now. But big things. The problem was after six months, They'd kind of figure out that I wasn't really good at what I was doing. Um, so I'd move on. But during that time, as you move on, I was moving around through recruitment agencies. And that's when I got the idea. I liked what yeah. they did. They got people, had a conversation, placed or made loads of money from it. Yeah. Um, and that's something I really wanted to do. I got a bit of experience working in one. And then really, I just took the plunge. 
Um, we talked about in our last podcast, we just did about being naive. I was 100% naive when I did it because we went to an area which is called Burton-on-Trent, very quite small. Yeah, There was a hundred agents, 199 agents already there. Uh, but I had this really burning desire that I was going to succeed. Um, that's when it first started. Um, and, you know, a lot of it down looking back now, you know, you could say, look, I just, just really believed in it. Yeah, Honestly, I just don't know what, but I really believed in it. Um, and yeah, that's when it first started. Yeah, see, I'd, I mean, Andy, don't, we don't think there's luck because you were, you put yourself in a position yeah. that you could achieve something. So luck is, I suppose, luck is only something that happens completely out of accident. You didn't. You wanted a vision. You had a, an idea. You wanted to succeed. You ha- you knew it was going to be successful. Yeah. So for me, that's that's you putting the the action in there to, to create the opportunity. Um. So take us from starting the business. Mm-hmm. Building, uh, building it up. What sort of challenges did you have? Yeah, massive. So, so we started the business, and we, we you know, I, I very early on um, took on some salespeople. So we grew the business quite aggressively in sales, uh, which was what I now encourage people to do: is focus on things that are going to make you money rather than too many support elements. Yeah. Um, and the challenge was so from two thousand and sort of five. To 2008, the business did really well. We got to about 2 million turnover. Um, and then the recession came. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but in 2009, 89, I'd never been through a recession before. Yeah. You know, because the previous ones were 1990. Obviously, we were at school and college. I was and four, mate. You were four. four just God, age <laughs> um, so you, obviously, you didn't go through that. Uh, but obviously, I didn't really experience that. So that was the biggest challenge for me was that recession because what's the first thing that goes jobs yeah. and then houses, right? And that is when I, you know, met my first mentor. Um, he was my landlord. <clears throat> he liked me because I was quite, um, he reminded me of when he was younger, which I thought was a massive compliment. This guy had built yeah. a big insurance business. He had his own private chair and that drove me at times. I was always smart. I always dressed smart. He liked that in me. I always turn up to work. I'd always be there in the morning. And uh, at that time, I just bought uh, an Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, he liked his cars. It was a Vantage. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was, we had the wheels, the James Bond looks. I upgraded it. It looked amazing at the time. And, uh, but what happened then was when the recession came, um, the challenge was I didn't know what to do. Um, I had all this success. I'd bought this car. You know, things were looking amazing. People were recognizing Jay's doing really well. Yeah. And, you know, having that, being there and people saying you're really great can have that pressure as well. Yeah. Um, so I can remember sitting in the office there, head down, thinking what I'm going to do. Luckily, because he was a landlord, he used to come around and he saw me there. And I'm so glad I was honest with him at that point because I think a lot of us don't be honest. Yeah. And I could have easily said to him, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get through this. Don't worry, Mike, I'm going to do this. But I was that saying to him, look, I've got a problem. I don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. And that's why I give back now in a sense. He took me around the corner. He said, look, I've been here. I've done it. I want you to do this one exercise. And I wasn't really into property. We had one or two single lets. He said, I want you to today go around Burn this evening and drive around. I want you to tell me tomorrow, report back to me how many houses are for sale. Yeah. So I did that. I rang him up. I said, look, Mike, there's not many houses for sale because although the recession was hit hard, there wasn't the massive crash of the 1990s where every house was for sale. And he said, look, it ain't going to be as bad as you think. 
You know, the government will stabilise it through repurposing money. He said, I want you to meet me here. Let's go through some strategies. And he helped me change my market from permanent to temporary contract market. And by the end of the nine months, we had one of the best years ever. Yeah. So that's my first major challenge. Loads of other challenges with staff. Obviously, I was in recruitment. You can imagine, you know, having so many contractors, you know, production plants and, you know, problems. At Land River Jack is one of our clients. So, yeah, yeah um, that was probably the first kick. But, but from then, I was had mentors. So I had coaches early on, yeah. which were really good at motivating me. But when the recession came... Coaching as a business as well. They were struggling as well. So I, I respect my coach for telling me that. The mentor was the one that could guide me because he'd been there, seen they'd done it. Yeah. And obviously a lot of business people share a lot in common in the fact that they have mentors. Yeah. Um, so how powerful has the mentors been to you? Uh, and what sort of advice can you give to people that are maybe on the fence thinking about either getting a mentor yeah, yeah. or have a mentor they want to change or whatever. Yeah, it's been really, really big for me and I still use them to today. For me, a mentor is, you know, we spoke about this just previously when we had our conversation. It's someone who's been there, done it, and it can share the real experiences. Yeah. I think sometimes a business, it's just a belief. Yeah. Um, and it's been, and whole, this whole podcast was about people who were sitting on the fence, can't really, you know, obviously we'll probably touch on the Prince's Trust, but can't afford to go into mental because there is a cost because it's a time element yeah. and hopefully the podcast will inspire people. But generally speaking, I think if you can get a mentor, and by the way, it is hard to find mentors. Yeah. You know, people like well, you and Andy, you're limited, you know. Yeah, I think it's hard to find the right one. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's, yeah. A lot, there's a lot of mentors out there, but yeah. you've got to gel and you've got to get on with your mentor because if you're not, if you don't get on with your mentor, 100%. you're not going to trust them. You're not going to yeah, believe yeah. them, are you? So, yeah, and I turned down, I have lots of calls for mentoring because the podcast is doing yeah. well. Um, and I will turn down 90%. Not be, you know, I, it's because I know that I can't help them what they want. You know, they yeah. want me to build them a business, multi-million business straight away, but there's a, there's a way you've got to do that. Yeah. So you're right. There isn't, it's getting the right one. But also if you're a mentor yourself and you want to do mentoring, and I encourage everyone to become a mentor at some point is you know, you'll find you've got to work with the right people as well. Yeah. Because it's a relationship that you really trust and believe in. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about the Prince's Trust now then. So yeah, you, yeah. You, you set about helping other people through that and how, yeah. how did that come about? So what happened was when I so I joined my business, I got asked to help people. So it's 2011, you know, obviously internet wasn't that big. Um, and um, I, I kind of refused because I really wanted to actually run a business. You know, I didn't want to teach because I had my own problems. So when we sold the business in 2013, by the way, when I had that first mentor in 2009, that sparked something to give something back. But I just didn't think I had the experience. Yeah. And that's just me personally. So after 10 years of running the business and selling it, which again was a massive, massive challenge, um, was I was in an article. Um, they're talking about how Jay Dillon's come from and, and built a business and sold it. And the Prince Trust approached me to say, look, uh, we need... Because the Prince of Trust has mentors, but they were quite older, retired yeah. policemen, teachers. And they said you'd fit in quite well because obviously the Prince of Trust is 19 to 31. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, what a great, it's weird how the, the dots connect up now. Yeah. I wanted to give back and that's how it came about. Um, I turned down coaching companies wanted me to join them and front their coaching plans. But I really thought if I'm going to do something, if I want a mentor, really, I want to hit the rawest talent yeah. and that is the prince just 19 years coming to business haven't got no money i've got a clue and uh quickly it started going really well my mentees started doing really well 
Yeah, brilliant. Um, so in the video I watched this morning, you, yeah, yeah. you went back to your old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To teach the students there about yeah. how they start business. And yeah. How, they get into it. So how did, how was that? Oh, I was awesome. I, you know, when I look back now, I can remember the schools, right? I can, in my school, obviously my parents um, came from India. We were not in a, you know, they did really well for us, but we weren't affluent. There was, my dad worked 13, 40 hours a day. And that school was a school I went through. And yeah. I can remember sitting there and, watching a PC, his name's PC Pablo. And he just inspired me just because he was there. And, you know, and, and I thought to myself one day, not then, but I thought one day as I got in business, I'd love to go back. Yeah. And they gave me the opportunity. And I can remember doing the talk to him and sitting there and remembering when I was sitting there. And, you know, if, you know, I'm not going to say we change all the children's lives, but the feedback from the school was they were really inspired they really loved it. And hopefully, you know, one or two, a handful will remember that talk because we as kids remember yeah. these little things, don't we? And if I could inspire them and wanted to go on to run a business or do what they want to do, and look, oh, Jay came in. Jay was from this area because that area is a deprived area. Yeah, um, yeah that'd be great. I want to thank the school for letting me do it because some schools don't allow it. No. And I think more of us should do that. We've got a lot of good entrepreneurs now. And we should do more of that, yeah. Uh, definitely. And I asked a question because I got invited to do a talk at school um, probably a couple of years ago now. And it, I think at the time I was thinking, what am I going to teach them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started thinking, actually, no, the, the whole idea, the, the reason I got invited was because they were having a money week. Right, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was an absolutely amazing idea in schools. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think schools teach life skills. No. Um, they teach obviously the, the fundamental side of things, but I think in terms of life, I didn't know what a mortgage was until I left school when yeah. I was old enough to get a mortgage. Yeah, and then you know so what it is, I was yeah. like, well, hang on, what's one of these? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got I got invited to this talk and I ended up talk, teaching these kids about money and the, the whole idea of money and how you can use it to your advantage when you can help people and yeah. things like that. And we, we were discussing earlier about the charity and giving back and things like that. So in terms of money and the mm. idea of money what's what's your values and obviously i think a lot of people in business mm. money is high in their values yeah yeah sort of yeah i think money is very important i think uh, even in business when i you know work with clients or go into businesses yeah we look at the bottom line cash flow because money is the oxygen of a business right if you haven't got money no matter how much goodwill you've got you can't help your employees you can't help anyone so i always focus on that at the top um, and you know, there comes a the point where money's in the focus, it's more reward of your, your labor kind of thing. And you can expand teams. Obviously we expanded our team in my agency and branched out to different locations through money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you start looking at money as a way of creating more opportunities rather than creating, you know, as much wealth for yourself, which is good in a sense, but you can yeah. build a bigger team. Look at your team here. You know, I've got teams, so that's allowed by money, right? Yeah. Um, and I think if we, in, in children, we, you know, we don't use money as something which is a wasteful resource, but actually a resource to build and expand, it becomes a different topic, different conversation. Yeah. It's not about buying the cars. It's about, like, can we get another staff member in? Can we, you know, we both got videographers here. We're investing in that yeah. because we see the value. And if we didn't make any money, we couldn't do that, could we? So thankfully these guys are here and doing a great job as well. So that's, yeah, my 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 thinking on money and you know, I think at schools and obviously some parents are struggling and that's, you know, sometimes that happens. Obviously the children are picking up on that, but it doesn't have to be like that. Obviously when we, my parents came from India, they had nothing. And we, you know, lived, I was just sharing a story. I didn't have a bedroom until I was 14 years old. 
Yeah. Now my daughter's got a, a bed with en suite. She's only seven years old, eight years old. Yeah. But, you know, that, you know, it doesn't matter if one generation isn't, you know, doing at a different level, you can still pick it up. Yeah. You know, it's the next generation that makes a difference. And if we can help these children change their mindset, even though their parents might not be able to change it, you know, step by step, we can make that difference. Yeah, and you So you should definitely about, do that. Oh, definitely. Definitely yeah. do that school. You'll love it. You'll love it. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. So. Yeah. Um, you talk about legacy yep. uh, in the podcast we just did previously yeah, this, yeah. this video. So explain what you want to achieve. What, what does your legacy look like? Yeah, my legacy just looks like content that people can consume yeah. uh, well after I've gone. You know, it can help people through business. You know, I'm interviewing great entrepreneurs to you guys as well. Um, and it's, you're great, by the way. You don't sound like <laughs> yeah, you guys as, yeah, well. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which so, on the side. Yeah, and, and just just to inspire the next generation, inspire my own family. We've both got children. You know, they're looking at us. If I can inspire them, that's great. That's my legacy done. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for any rewards for doing it. The Princess Trust um, has given me a great opportunity. I've met, you know, growing up, coming from where we did, I'm not saying... By all means, we had a really good upbringing, the way we, the way we were brought up. Um, it, it wasn't about money, it was about togetherness. And to then being able to meet Prince Charles twice, yeah. you know, from where, you know, we started is being through me giving. So the more you give, the more you get. I really believe that. And I think my legacy is, is just leaving my footprint and changing the lives that people, you know, you can change. And Brilliant. fortunately, I can do that. Brilliant. And... So that's what these videos are all about and the podcast is all about. It's content that can help and inspire people. Yeah. Whether they go and talk to you after it, doesn't really matter. As long as you go and inspire people, that's what, for us, that's what it's about. And it's come across that that's what it's about for you guys as well. So Yeah, definitely. And I think in spirit, you know, sometimes you'll do, you know, you'll know this, you know, we're doing the content and sometimes it can take a lot of time because we're not getting paid to do this. But then you get the one message which says, you know, Jay or Lloyd, you've really inspired me to the next step. You know, I've seen that through the Princess Trust now. Um, and that makes it just worthwhile, right? So I encourage everyone to share content. We're in a world where everyone can share it. Um, and if you can do that, you know, and, and the rewards are really good. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, so just talk about how people can start a business. So a, mm. a lot of people that probably watch our channel is people that are looking to get into property. Yep. Um, or business. Um, obviously, we do a lot of property uh, interviews. We do a lot of business interviews, and it's all about mindset as well. So, um, for anyone watching, what would what would be your top three tips on starting business? Yeah. So there's there's two ways. That, so I'll go into the, the business I kind of work with. So you get entrepreneurs who want to scale the business up. I was uh, working with a company in property, student student lets got. 400 apartments, a million pound a year profit business, and we put systems into it. So firstly, in business, it's about systems. So anything you do, just systemize it. So, you know, sales systems. Think of your business in different kind of functions, your marketing, your sales, um, your brand even now. And people say, well, Jay, you know what? I'm starting as a single. How can I think that? Have that in your mind. You can outsource the call center um, to Money Penny. You can outsource the branding to a VA. But think of your as a business. Think of it as a business. I do a lot of property talks now, and the main thing I say to them is everything is a business. Your KPIs, you know, track every single metric yeah. because that's what's going to drive where you go higher or lower um, in your business kind of thing. I would do that now. How quick can you start a business, right? So we. So I did this. I'm a practitioner. We spoke about yeah. this, didn't we? And a lot of people talk about stuff and not really done it. Well, I did a 30-day business channel uh, 
challenge with my mentee. So my podcast is called The 30 Day Business. We built a business making three grand a month within 30 days yeah. through a thing called white label software. So it's about taking a software that's already made, rebranding it yeah. and selling it out there. So my tips would be, you know, if you just want to do it for the money purpose, look at things that are already built and just replicate yeah. the model. Um, if you're looking at building something from scratch and you've got the money, then build systems, get staff in the different areas, like I did in my businesses, um, and then build it up as a systemized business. So it's, it's pretty, you know, every business I work with is property, recruitment, um, e-commerce, I go in, it's just all about systems. Yeah. Because that's what tracks the metrics, right? No, I can see your KPI boards. So, yeah. you know, it's all it is. Yeah. Simple. It's, um, I think growing a business is all about staff. Yeah. Um, you've got, because you can't be a man of everything. You can't be a salesperson. You can't be a marketing person. You can't yeah. be social media side of things. Um, so for us, the key thing that's been good for us is the team around us. Um, we get, especially in the development side of things, we get the experts in to yeah. do what they're good at. Because um, we're not architects. We're never going to draw a load of Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. They'd be, they'd be pretty, but <laughs> they wouldn't be, uh, yeah. they wouldn't be sort of to building regs and things. Um, so in terms of the team and things around you, what, what's been the key for you uh, in success? Obviously, the mentors we talked about. Yeah. Anyone else in the team that you think? That- 100% sales and marketing. Yeah. Biggest thing that I see when businesses are very good and they're kind of falling around the wayside because they're not investing in sales and marketing. They invest in admin stuff, which again creates an overhead that they've got to fulfill. So I would always say, you know, most companies I know that are doing really well, they get an MD in, they get a sales director in, um, but the key thing is getting the knowledge, obviously putting the steps in, but as soon as you, you know, get an option with some money is invest in sales and marketing. Because if you're, if you think of business and you think of, think of it as a car, your sales and marketing are your front drivers of your car. Yeah. If you stack the back up with stuff, the admin stuff, which looks all pretty, <clears throat> if your car's not moving forward, you're going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So 100% sales and marketing and uh, brand now, brand's really big as well. Um, so things like, cause always be, you, look, you can lose contracts, you can lose certain things, but if you're constantly filling that pipeline, yeah. you're in recruitment, one of the toughest industries, cause we're selling people at the end of the day and that's tough as it is. Ours is, is on pipeline. Yeah. Keep filling that pipeline, keep filling that pipeline. And, uh, yeah, I think that's probably over the sort of God, 18, 19, 20 years, I lost count of how long I've been in business now. Sales is very, very important. And you know, getting trains on training on sales and brand is really important for yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. Because you are constantly yeah, selling. So um mentioned Mark Pegg, who I've interviewed on yeah. my podcast, and how actors can relate to business people. Yeah. Because you've got different heads, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got to switch. You can have the worst day or the worst morning. Yeah. You've got to go into doing your work and you've got to turn around and you've got yeah. to switch. And with business, you've got to motivate the people around you. You turn up and your head's down and you're yeah. sort of, in, in a mood, everyone else around you in your business is going to be in a mood. We had a, um, a story once when we had a contract with a company which dealt with raw mail. Yeah. I remember this. This is going back when the strikes were happening. And our um, client said, look, you know, we need you <clears throat> to fulfill this area of the project, but we need you to go through the picket lines. Yeah. So my, it's a big contract. And, you know, we, we need to help the... Co- raw mail have their own internal battles. And I can remember... I had to leave with the front then. So even though I was a bit unsure, I had to get on the ground and take my, my operation manager through the picket line. Yeah. And I had to put the strong act on. I, I, I spoke to the guys at the picket line, I said, nothing personal. So, you know, 
you've got to be a different actor there. Yeah. Because otherwise, if I was like thinking about it too much, yeah. I would have just let my client down. But yeah, hundred percent. I think you, and your day can change. Yeah, no, definitely. You know what I mean? Don't don't let, don't don't want don't let one thing just bring you down because the next thing could be the next big thing, and yeah. you're not gonna get that otherwise, are you? No, definitely. So, what's next for you? What's the so you know? I've obviously got the academy, the mentoring academy, which we set up due to demand from the podcast. Yeah. So I've not really, um, I don't sell mentoring at the moment. I don't really promote it, but obviously people approach me um, on the event, which is going to happen in May the 10th um, is, is around the success of the podcast. Obviously we've got to, uh, um, number one of the iTunes charts, we've got listeners all over the world. We've interviewed some really good people and now we're just bringing people together and then working together in groups to take their brand and their business to the next level. Uh, and then just keep going. We talked about this, didn't we? What yeah. is what is the driver for an entrepreneur? You know, when is, I think I asked, got asked a question, talk, when is enough enough? And that, you know, I asked you that question, but I kind of struggled myself yeah. with that question. I like asking that question. And you just don't know, like I said, the visions, the goals are really important, but just to keep going, um, you know, um, I'm still buying property. I'm still investing in, companies at the moment um part of some non-exec companies as well just to keep going the brand yeah. that could be a full-time job itself couldn't yeah, it yeah definitely like we haven't got enough time hours in the day so you know you're doing the brand i'm doing the brand just to create that awareness but once you get into the brand you realize actually wow you know people like gary v have got 40 50 people on their brand yeah so <laughs> there's a long way to go to even push that area no, there's plenty definitely. to do on that so talking about brand and business then, how can yeah. people get in touch with you? How can they? Yeah, so basically on, on if you want to go to, um, you can get the podcast, which is a business mentor podcast. It's on iTunes, you can subscribe. You've got great, what, Never Right, Patrick Baddaby. We've got some real big guests. If you want to listen to people, obviously. Lloyd Gerardi, Andy You Cook. boys are yeah. on there, 100%. <laughs> they're definitely on there. I'm sure that'd be a great podcast episode. We've just done that. It was amazing, by the way. I love that. Um, and then obviously you got me on, on Instagram, UK. Uh, Facebook, I think I maxed out on friends, but you can try and request me or my page. Come on that. What else is there? Everywhere, we're everywhere, aren't we? Yeah. Website, uh, jdillon.com website. has loads. Just Google me, you'll see me coming up anyway. Uh, but yeah, just just reach out if you've got any questions about business, um, you want to come to one of my events or whatever you want to do. Um, I'm happy to help out. Just reference this interview would be good so we can track the metrics. Yeah, of course, you know, always tracking stuff, KPIs. That'd be really good. Um, they've not got no retreats planned just yet, like you boys. Uh, but, that, but that's really, I like your retreats. Yeah. I think I something which, yeah. which I think you guys have done is amazing. Yeah, they are really powerful as well. We get a lot out of them as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously the guys that go there, they've invested in, them, in themselves to go there, but they get loads out of it. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Wrap. Right. Cheers. Cheers.